Hey, welcome to another podcast of conversations with Genesis Church. And uh, today we're going to be talking about discipleship. And before we get into that, uh, I do want to uh, let you know if this is your first time listening uh, to one of our podcasts, um, be sure and scroll through it. Like if you're on Spotify or how you listen to your podcast, um, be sure and just scroll down because we have a whole lot. For example, like the last one, uh, Kate Shaw, a friend of uh, mine, and we talked about uh, dealing with your past uh, with either things you did or people did to you and how to deal with that as a believer. Um, we also have one on here. Uh, I'm just looking. I'm, I'm actually just going through it right here. It's on my phone. Uh, we have one with Sean Lee. He's a cancer survivor and, um, you know, what he learned about God and how he dealt with it and how the church family responded. And he also gives some advice on what to do and not do for people who are struggling with cancer, you know, things that he thought was helpful and things that he thought was a little odd, <laughs> you know, because, you know, if you haven't gone through it, you just kind of have these weird thoughts about what, what you think would be helpful, you know? Um, we also have a little thing called the C5 strategy. Uh, Chris Creech and I, we talked about how to grow spiritually. So if somebody were to ask us, okay, Jeff, how, how can I grow spiritually? Well, our, my answer is always some involves the C5 strategy at some, in some way. So, uh, I would recommend that, but anyway, you can scroll through it. we got a whole bunch there for you. Uh, if you find it helpful or if you, you know, you can share it with someone else, um, that you think might help them as well. So, uh, all right, so today we're going to be talking about discipleship, and with me is uh, Ben Snipper, Snipper, and uh, <laughs> Snipper, and uh, is that like a German thing? Is that a German? Yeah, absolutely thing? it is. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, uh, Ben, um, uh, we work together at a church here in Mexico, and then uh, we actually, uh, he was one of the guys that helped start a church in Mexico, and so we actually worked together, what, was, what five, maybe six, about seven years, maybe six or yeah. seven years, something like that. Yep. And so uh, he was, his primary responsibilities was youth, was youth pastor, but he also done a bunch of other stuff like young adults, college and career age stuff. And, and so, um, uh, but when he was at Genesis, uh, he is now, he was bivocational with us at Genesis. And then he went full-time uh, in, now he's in Holt Summit and uh, the church there. Uh, uh, but when he was with us, he started a, uh, these discipleship groups and, uh, and we'll talk more about that here in a minute. But so today I've asked him to join me and to talk about discipleship and, and, you know, what is a disciple, what is discipleship, what does it look like personally? And what does it look like, you know, as a, as a church body, and, uh, and we're going to get into at least one strategy of it. And that is these discipleship groups. Uh, and so, well, so Ben, glad to have you. Man, it's good to be with you. It's, yeah. This will be fun. Yeah, like it will be fun. This. Yeah. And if you do a good job, we'll have you back, you know, well, sweet. And, yeah, okay. nice. And if you don't, nobody will ever hear this recording because we won't release it. So yeah, sounds there good you to me. Go. That sounds good. Good. <laughs> all right. So all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to just to get us started. I'm going to read Matthew 28 verses 18 mm -hmm. through 20, which is the standard scripture for uh, discipleship. And it's the great commission. And so the Bible says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay, so it's very clear just from that one statement by Jesus, let alone all the others in the Bible, uh, that we are to make disciples. Okay, so let's just go to ground zero. Okay. What is a disciple? What are, what are we trying to make here? You know, what's your well, response so, here? So uh, uh, when, if, when someone asks me, what is a disciple? I, I, I point at two verses. Uh, one is Mark 3.14, and it says, uh, he, he being Jesus, uh, appointed 12 whom he named apostles 
so that they would be with him and he would send them out to preach. And so a disciple is someone who understands that um, their life is to be spent with Jesus. Now, for the, for the original disciples, that was literally with Jesus. But for us today, that's a little different. But I think a disciple is someone who understands their life is to be one that's with Jesus and understands that they're being sent out by Jesus. And sent out could mean, uh, you know, uh, across the world or across the street, right? But, but a disciple is someone who understands that, that their life is to be spent with Jesus and to be sent out by Jesus. Um, and then the other thing I think a disciple is, is someone who um, they, they understand that it's not for professionals, right? So the other verse I would point them to is Acts 4.13. Um, it says, when the religious leaders observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. And so I would tell people that, that Peter and John were not professional pastors or rabbis. They were fishermen. Um, and, and the religious leaders looked at them and saw and said, right, these are, these guys are eh. like, they're, they're nobody special, but it says they recognize that they had been with Jesus. And so for me that if I'm going to decide, I'm going to define a disciple with those two verses, someone who man is, um, who, who's regularly with Jesus, like their life is spent with Jesus, their, their life, they understand that they're being sent out by Jesus, um, and I think a goal needs to be that when I mean, the people around them, their neighbors, their coworkers would recognize, man, that Jesus has had an impact on their life. So. You know, what okay. about you? Huh? What about you? Oh, uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> I <think>. uh, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you know, all right, for you and I, you know, we have read discipleship books, we, you know, listen to discipleship podcast. I mean, you know, and for you and not, we are professionals, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, you know, that's how people would see us. And, um, but one of the, the things that I do encounter when it comes to making disciples is this obstacle of normal people. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? The blue collar guy that yep. works down at a normal job, uh, or the white collar guy working down at, you know, in management somewhere that, um, they are very reluctant, don't have the confidence, don't really see themselves making disciples, you know, and, and as we're talking about leading a group or investing this intentionality of investing in others, you know, for the purpose of helping them grow spiritually, it just seems so foreign to them, but in the Bible, it's everywhere, you know, yes. and, uh, to do this. And so, okay. All right. Uh, when we're talking, okay. Why? Okay. It seems to me that at least in my world, this 25, 30 years, this concept of intentionally making disciples has just either been non-existent or just barely existed in certain pockets. I mean, for example, when I went to college, you know, the college ministry, man, they were doing it. I mean, they had these guys pouring into these other guys, you know, and, and, and then when I got out of college and went into the church, it just wasn't there. I mean, closest yeah. you could get was Sunday school or something like that. So what, what, how has, but how I, have we I, missed this? Right. And, and I think, um, for, for generations, the church as a whole has defined discipleship as classes. Like you, you go, you do these, you do this four week discipleship training or this <laughs> eight week that, and then poof, you're a disciple. And, it, right. and it's been all classroom based and, uh, um, and, and all information driven. And, and when I think about discipleship, I think about, um, so I grew up in Illinois. And so you had to take driver's ed and part of driver's ed was, uh, in class, you had to sit in class and go over stuff. But part of driver's ed was getting behind the wheel. Um, and there was a teacher sitting next to you and, uh, um, and he had a brake pedal, you know, on his side of the car also. Um, but, but you had real world <laughs> practice and, and you were going to make mistakes and you were going to mess up, but there was someone sitting next to you that was kind of, I mean, it was, you talked about it for a while and then you did it. And so um, I, I don't think we've, I think, we failed in, in looking at discipleship in that way, that we've, we've turned it into an information-based practice and, um, and that's wrong. 
Yeah, I would agree. Cause I know when I was younger, you, you would go to these discipleship classes or whatever, and it was lecture driven. This was very yeah. little discussion that somebody with a marker board and they're drawing diagrams or they're putting scripture on the marker board. I mean, I mean, it's very one directional, you know, it was not a conversation, you know, not, and it didn't feel organic or natural. I mean, it was classic classroom, bring your book, bring your notebook, take notes, or, or here's a piece of paper, fill in the blanks as we go. And at the end, anybody have any questions, you know, that kind of thing. Which is, which is perfectly, I mean, that's, that's exactly the model of Jesus, right? Right. That's exactly how he did it. That's so. exactly how he did it. <laughs> yes. For, the, for those that are watching yeah. that don't understand sarcasm, that's sarcasm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, all right. So <laughs> I yes. have some other thoughts about that, but I'm, yep. I'm, I'm trying to improve something about my podcast participation. That is okay. trying not to chase as many rabbits. I am, I am terrible at that. And when Chris Creech and I do this, it, it's, we really have to focus on not chasing non-essential stuff, but, uh, but sometimes it's good. Some rabbits are good. I mean, sometimes, you know, you can chase a rabbit. Oh, that was good. You know, you, you need a, you need a, a Nerf bow and arrow or a Nerf gun to just pull out and just say, uh, we're going to shoot that rabbit. It's dead for me yeah, and move on. Yeah, you know, yeah. I like that. I'm going to use it on there Sunday you. morning. All right. Um, there you go. And, and <laughs> just give me credit for it. That's right. I, I'll give you credit the first time. And then the second time, you know, I'll say, you know, I know, someone I knew said I should do this. And the third time it's like, I've always done this. It was my idea. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So one other verse I do want to, uh, before we get into the logistics sure. and the strategy of discipleship. Uh, okay. So second Timothy chapter two, mm -hmm. verse one. Yep. Okay, it says, uh, Paul is writing to Timothy, and in this case, he, he's writing to a pastor, um, Pastor Timothy. You know, he's a leader in the church, but the principle applies to all of us here. So Paul is talking to Timothy, says, Timothy, my dear son, uh, not his biological son, he, this he's talking spiritual language here. Uh, Timothy, my dear son, be strong uh, through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses, now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Okay, that last sentence, I think, is significant in our conversation because, okay, so Timothy has gained some truth from Paul. All right, so now he is to find what the NLT set describes as trustworthy people. Okay, let's talk about this for a moment because he's he didn't just say pass them on to anybody. I mean, he's actually honed in on the kind of person that Timothy should focus in on with the hopes that these trustworthy people then will pass it on to yep. somebody else. So, all right, um, getting a little ahead of, of the game here a little bit, but these discipleship groups that we'll talk about in a moment, obviously, you know, you know, you and I we're gonna pick you know, three or four guys that going to join us. And we're talking, we're going to keep it small like that. Uh, so what determines your investment or who you choose? I mean, what goes through your mind and saying, okay, I'm going to, okay, this year, I'm going to start this discipleship group, you know, starting a new discipleship group. We're going to bring these guys in. We're going to talk about Bible stuff, discipleship. And who should I ask? I mean, what goes through your mind on, selecting is it just a gut feeling just kind of an idea well i mean for me i'm 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 praying about it obviously i don't mean that to, that's not just a spiritual answer but yeah i we're uh, uh, i'm praying about that the one of the other things i'm doing too is um you know i'm i'm asking the group that i'm in you know currently um or we're when we're as we're finishing up i'm asking them and we're talking about it together Hey, who do you think, um, man? Who do you think God's working on that we need to invite into a, the next group? And so it's a, uh, it's a community effort, right? The 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 four of us that were that are just finishing a group, we're talking to each other about. Well, I think they would be a good idea. I think, man, God's working on them, or they're interested in this, and so, um, and so we we talk about it that way. Uh, but the other thing I do is I, I um, when I find someone that I think. Uh, 
I think they might be interested. I sit down with them and, and I talk to them and I, and I have a document that I walk them through that explains what the group is, what the group isn't, um, talk about why it's not a normal Bible study. That's not what this is. Um, and then um, I tell them, I don't, I don't want you to, I, I, I want them to walk away and not make a decision. Like I want them to pray about it and, and think about it. Um, and if, in about a week's time, I'll ask them again, hey, are you, have you thought about this? Are you interested? And if they are still interested, then I have a second document that is um, expectations of members of the group. Um, and so I kind of walk them through, you know, things like um, to be a disciple, right? You, you need to, you need to understand the Mark 3.14 thing, that your, your desire is to be with Jesus and to understand that you're being sent out by him, um, you know, that you're teachable. I think that's, that's a key thing, that you're, um, you're willing to hear and listen to other people. Um, and accountability is an important piece, too, that we, um, that we are willing to hold each other um, accountable um, and, and all that. Uh, commitment, we'll talk about commitment and where's their level of commitment, but also um, I, I tell them the expectation is that you're going to lead too. So like in our groups, um, everyone, we, uh, when I start a new group, I'll lead for the first three weeks and then everyone takes a turn leading. Um, and that's non-negotiable. So ever, so I'm not the, uh, I'm not the disciple maker every week that there are three out of four weeks in a month. I'm one of the disciples. Like I'm in that group, just like everyone else and someone else is leading that group. So. So when I'm looking for someone, those are the things that I'm looking for. Yeah. Okay. So like, uh, I just started a new group. We're like, we literally just started. So we just done week one. Okay. And, um, and so week two is we're going to meet Monday. Um, so, uh, when I was asking these guys to be a part of this group, Oh, by the way, for those listening, you're thinking, well, what's the difference between what they're talking about in Sunday school or life group or a small group? Okay. So first of all, there is a beginning and there is an end. Okay. Yeah. So this is not like, you know, I have a life group that meets at my house every Wednesday night, you know, ranges from 10 to 20 people. And, um, but it's, we've been meeting for almost six years. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, we eat sometimes and we hang out, we do other things together and, uh, and, so, I mean, but, and it's ongoing and people come for a while, they drop out for a while, they come for a while. I mean, it's just kind of, and it's a connection point and it's not as intense. Okay. Discipleship groups is a, is a little bit more intense about the curriculum, if you will, and, uh, and how we approach things. So that's, that's another difference, you know, but and the, yeah. the number, the number two, like, so we're for, for us, we're, um, we would do a group of three or four. I would not do a group of two. Um, because uh, that I think with two, there's a clear def, def, uh, defined role where one person is the disciple maker and one is the disciplee. And I, I want a group where everyone is playing the role of disciple maker and disciplee and all that. Uh, and you get much more than four, either people get lost in the conversation or you can hide out. And so, which I think those groups are important, life groups, Sunday school class, all that. But I think those are good um, those are important for people that are new to the faith or just kind of figuring out where they, um, where church is in their life. And so that, those are groups where you can get to know people, you can talk about scripture, you can listen and all that. Um, and those, I think those are important. This is just completely different purpose. Um, and so, yeah, so those some differences too. And, you know, and it's okay to experiment because like in this group, the new group I'm in, uh, you know, I invited these, uh, these guys and um um they they said yes now with that said I, there was actually another guy invited I, mean, I, had, I had a list of guys and i had to prioritize them and so i just went and 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 this new group i decided that it would be me plus four others mm -hmm. and but that has to do with in case one drops out for some reason i, I that then that we would still have this me and three others you know, or occasionally if they, one can't be there for some reason and, you know, which is rare, but, uh, cause they're, you know, part of the commitment is you, you block off time, you know, you're, you know, yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna be here as much as you can. So, um, I was headed somewhere, I had a question, but 
Now I ended there. <laughs> I pulled up the discipleship group information sheet uh, that um, I had taken what you had created and tweaked it. And I mean, it's pretty much 80% pretty much the same thing, but, uh, uh, and I'm just kind of looking through it. So, all right, let's just dive. We're just going to dive into this thing and we're going to, we're, let's have a conversation for those listening. We, we again, we got a, a little ahead of ourselves on this thing. And so, um, we're going to talk about for the remainder of the time, these discipleship groups, the logistics of it, uh, how to develop it, you know, um, the, what we talk about the leadership of it, why they are set up the way they're set up. And, um, okay. So a lot of folks, when they hear this kind of thing, one of the things they want to know is, well, what do you talk about? You know, because, what do what do you go through you know so why don't you talk about what you take your group through and then i'm going to talk about what i take my group through because that's that's one of the changes that i've made so so we do um two workbooks we do um uh, discipleship essentials by greg ogden um and then we do the real life discipleship training manual by jim putnam and avery willison and all that uh, and so what, what order uh, we, do, you do, do you, is there a particular order? Gotcha. Yeah. So we, um, we have done discipleship essentials first. Um, and, and then we do the real, um, the real life discipleship manual after that we, we go in that order. I'm not, you know, we've had conversations about that and, and I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't begrudge a group that decided we're going to switch the order. I think the material is important. I think the material is good. Um, they, they cover, um, not two different ideas, but in in my opinion, they work really well together to kind of give a big picture of what discipleship is and what's the role of um, each of individual in making disciples in the church. Um, and so that's why I like doing them together. Uh, and so they, um, so we do that. It, it also, I think one of the things that's important is um, it's a common language. So, so our group, so um, in a couple of weeks, um, everyone that's either in a group or been in a group is going to meet together and we'll try and do that quarterly. Um, and so it gives everyone a common language. Like when we talk about, you know, what we're trying to do or what we're trying to accomplish, we're all kind of on the same page. And so that's important too. Um, it also kind of gives some, um, theological accountability. And so I don't, I don't necessarily agree with everything in those books. Um, and that's okay. I mean, our, our leaders don't necessarily like the way they word everything, but um, it gives us um, kind of some accountability and it's uh, it's reproducible. I, I, Greg Ogden, I think, said, you know, for some, they're going to say, well, why can't I just walk someone through a book of the Bible, which, which sounds great. And some people are really well equipped and trained to do that. The question is, um, how good are you at training someone else to do that? Like you may be able to lead someone through that well, but how well can you train someone else to then lead them through it like the the second timothy 2 2 where you're passing it on who to people who are also going to pass it on and so uh, the material is um uh, just a, allows for a reproducible process so, so those so are now, the things that we use Go for ahead. your group how long do y'all normally meet like yeah a year 18 so, months two years yeah. yeah so in the first document i i, I tell them this will this group will probably last um, 18 months, ab about 18 months. We don't, I, I don't have a hard line uh, because, you know, you'll understand, everyone's going to understand this. Holidays come up, right? And so people get sick. Unfortunately, you know, uh, from, for the group I'm currently in, I mean, COVID's really kind of hit us. And so we've, and, and sometimes that, that allows, we still get to meet online uh, via Zoom. And then sometimes it just doesn't work. And so, um, so we have some, you know, you have some buffer in there. You also have some times where, I want our groups to have the freedom to, you know, someone walks in and they've had a rough week. And so the best thing we can do for each other is to just talk and then pray together uh, and, and not feel guilty about, oh, no, we didn't get through the material. Therefore, we failed. No, man, sometimes the best use of growing, uh, the best use of that time in making disciples is to not talk about the material and pray together, encourage each other um, and just do life together. Okay. So, um, all right. Okay. So for my group, uh, one of the things I tweaked was I shortened it down to about a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in the ideal world of Jeff Stott, 
I would like to start them in January in first of December and then start another one. And, and then all, all everybody starts one. Hopefully everybody in the group will start their own in January, uh, the following January. But okay. So for us, we start with that book, you, that manual called real life discipleship training manual. And for those who are watching, I know many are just listening, but you know, it looks like this. So, um, and it is a workbook. I mean, you fill in the blank circle stuff, highlight stuff. There's questions to answer. So it's, it's a workbook and it lasts 12 weeks. There's 12 sessions in it. And, uh, so my group starts with that and, uh, and it's, and it literally is all about discipleship, <laughs> you know, how to, what a disciple is, how to make disciples, the process and, uh, how to be intentional about it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. So, uh, and the, my previous group, there was another discipleship workbook that was really more like a, a theology workbook, you know, it dealt with a lot of doctrine. But and they, they were applying it to discipleship. So, but I decided, I thought, you know what, we got one workbook. So for my group, we decided, I say we, <laughs> I decided um, that uh, uh, we're going to read certain chapters out of Tony Evans' Theology You Can Count On book. And it's just a theology book. And so uh, now I'm going to say something. You're going to say, there is no way I'm going to read that book. Uh, it is like 1500 pages. Okay. But it's a combination of all these books he's written on theology and they just put them together. So, um, but what we're doing is we just take about 10 or 11 chapters. We just select out of that. Uh, and I, and that helps these guys get introduced to thinking theologically about these major doctrines. And then we talk about those and how that applies. And we apply, got to keep in mind, we've already gone through the discipleship workbook. Now we're talking theology, but it's, and this is where we read and we just talk about it. Um, now, another little tweak I made was when I was thinking about the guys I wanted to invite to my group, I was thinking, okay, we want a reproducible, reproducible process, uh, but I, I'm dealing with men here, okay? If I'm making disciples, what do men need? You know what I'm saying? So I want them to think about being a disciple, what a disciple is in intentionally leading others in that process. That's what Jim Putman, the discipleship manual will do for us. I wanted them to be exposed to some theology that they're not going to read or talk about anywhere else. Okay. So I want them to, and also to have a resource because even though even we, there's like uh, 90 chapters in that thing. I mean, it's a lot of chapters and we're, we're reading like 10 or 11 of them. And, um, but I wanted them to have that resource. If it lights their fire, they can read more if they want. Uh, so I have added, uh, in our group, a, uh, a book on being a husband and it's called the complete mm -hmm. husband. And so, uh, we don't do every chapter in this one either. I think we do, I think there's 13 chapters, but we're doing like nine, I think, or something like that. And so, uh, just because all the guys in my group are married. So we're, we're looking at yep. that. And so <clears throat> I didn't choose them because they're married, but they just happen to be married. And, um, you know, some have been married more than once and, uh, and they have never gone through anything, you know, anything about marriage and stuff like that. So, uh, so we go through that, which, um, which I think is, which I think is important to, uh, that being a disciple has to affect every part of your life. Right. Right. That's the, right. That's the key part is that, uh, is that man being, I'm a disciple and being a disciple affects the my home life affects right. my work life and all that. And it's not, we don't get to segment our, our life. Well, I'm a disciple at church and on all that. And so I think that's a, that's a good, important uh, uh, kind of teachable moment that we make with people. Yeah. And, and then we end with uh, a very simplified, we literally will read Ephesians and second Peter. And, mm -hmm. um, and we just do a chapter, we literally just read it and talk about it. I mean, there's, there's no fill in the blank. There's, you know, I mean, if the guys want to study on their own, that's fine. But uh, now, okay. But there was, there is a reason behind every, every one of these things. And obviously the discipleship manual is about discipleship. I want them to think like a disciple. I want them to think about investing in others. So the discipleship manual gets us thinking that direction. Okay. For 12 weeks, that's what we're talking about. 
the theology stuff. Okay. So when we, when we change material, again, what I've just walked you through, if we never had a break, it's 44 weeks. Okay. That's, that's what it comes at with counting a celebration, next step, starting new group session at the very end. But, um, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but, uh, uh, I wanted I wanted them to experience um, what it's like to study and lead a manual, discipleship manual. <clears throat> then I wanted them to experience, okay, here here's what it looks like and feels like to just read a chapter on theology and have a discussion about it. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. whenever we switch material, um, I will lead the first couple of weeks. You know, on the discipleship manual, I'm going to lead the first four. And then when we get into the theology book, I'll, I'll lead the first two. And then we all share the leadership. Um, same thing when we get to the husband, I'll do the first two. And then, you know, those guys uh, will lead the rest of them. And, but I also wanted them to ex see what it's like to just read a chapter and lead a discussion on it. You know, without any commentary, without any, I mean, you just read a chapter. Here's, 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 how, here's how you discuss it. And uh, so there is a little bit of intentionality behind all of that, um, at least for this group. Now, I'm not saying I'm doing this all the time, but I will say that something like this, because I know at our elders meeting, we were talking about discipleship groups the other day. And uh, one of our elders said, uh, mentioned something that you said a while ago about having a re reproducible process that, same language, same material kind of thing. And so, um, um, and they have asked me to put what I'm doing together and, and we're going to try to keep it very similar, uh, mm -hmm. with it. And, um, so when it comes to the curriculum, that's where I'm at. So with those listening, here's the deal. Um, you know, don't get caught up in trying to find the perfect curriculum. Right. Okay. Because I'm telling you, you just heard two different curriculum sets here. Uh, there's some similarities, but then there's not. Um, it really depends on, you know, where you're at, the guys you're with, you know, and, um, and what you want to accomplish. But again, the bottom line is you want to make disciples who make disciples. That's the bottom line. Well, and I yeah. think one of the I think one of the most important things that we're uh, that are the same is kind of what you said to begin. Like, there's an end date, right? Right. This, and I and I'm sure you guys have this conversation. I have this conversation with my group. Like, this group is going to end. Now, now, what's going to? And I tell them, if if this group goes really well, you're not going to want it to end, right? That <laughs> that's a good sign. I mean, this went really well, and I don't want it to end. It's going to end, right? There's intentionality behind that because. Yep we want to reproduce right mm -hmm. we, and and for us maybe not everyone's going to lead a group but they're going to be they're going to they're going to have a better understanding of their role in our disciple making process um but right this is going to end um so that we can continue on in the process so, all right yeah. so uh uh maybe i should have done this earlier but let's see if i can find it here all right so last week when i met with my new group, one of the things I did was I talked about the multiplication potential of discipleship groups. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I told him, I said, look, I said, look, if you just do the number in a perfect world, let's say out of our group, this, let's say the group of me now is the first group. Um, there's counting me, there's five of us. Okay. If just one of us, you know, me and one other starts a discipleship group, uh, in five years, that will be 80 people. Okay. I mean, that's still, that's still pretty good. Yep. Five years, 80 men have gone through a year of fairly intense discipleship material discussing and yep. accountability. Okay. But in a perfect world, if all of us were to start a group, okay. I, you know, and it just multiplies, you know, every year in five years, you're talking, uh, 3,125 men will have gone through it. That's in five years. Yep. You know, obviously it's you know, not going to work out like that, but that just shows the potential. And so when I shared, you know, I sat down with them and I said, Hey guys, here's what I want to do. Uh, um, 
Oh, by the way, I guess I need to share this. I didn't meet with them as a group, by the way. I met with them as individuals. And I mean, you can do, you can meet with a group, but so if you're going to start a discipleship group, uh, you can do, you can have a meeting with you know, your three or four or whatever. But um, I decided to meet with them individually and talk about it with them one-on-one. And um, I take that back, except for two guys, I happened to meet. It, worked, it had to work out where we talk. And I just walked them through the process, say, here's what it is, answered the questions. And to be honest with you, it took 10 minutes. I mean, we're not talking an hour conversation here. And it may have taken a little longer, but um, they were all excited about it, except for this one guy. He said, man, I'm in college right now. I mean, he's older. He's, got, he's, he's married. He's got kids and stuff, but he's taking classes. And he said, I, I, he said, I know I don't have time. He said, but remember me next year. So uh, I put him on the list for next year. And so we'll I'll yeah. follow up and see if he's ready to roll with it. But, um, uh, so when you invite these guys in, I mean, like Ben was talking about, you know, have some kind of document for them to look at, pray about, uh, you know, and, and talk to their wife, if they're married about, you know, whatever, yeah. and you know, see where they're at. Um, but the potential, so where I'm headed with all this, one of the guys, uh, when I shared these numbers, <clears throat> um, that was one of the, they said, man, this, that lit their fire, you know, um, even if only half of us did it, you're still having a quite a bit of impact in your community. And if you live in a small town, you know, um, and you're doing this year after year, you know, every 18 months or whatever, uh, the impact it can have on your church and your community, especially if you're discipling guys that are in your, your community and they do the same thing, um, man, it, the ripple effect is, can be pretty good. You have to be willing to wait, right? right? So, so that's the thing. What you described, you know, after five years, I mean, so many of us, uh, we want instant. Like, I, I want, I want this to be instantly fixed. Like, I want this. I, I want to do an eight-week, you know, series or or eight-week study and all that. And that just doesn't work, right? It, it's a marathon, and uh, um, and it's messy, and life happens, and things mess up, and and schedule is schedules kind of you know blow up, and so. And there, this will not, this will not happen overnight. Um, and, and I think that's part of discipleship because I think every one of us has to wrestle with those times during the season. How committed am I to being a disciple and making disciples? Right. Because I, I guarantee you in that 12 to 18 month windows time frame, there's going to be times where it's going to be inconvenient. Yep. you're not, you know, you're going to lose interest for whatever reason, you know, for a few weeks. I mean, so part of being disciple is learning how to do the right thing when you're not motivated to do it, yep. you know? And I think, you know, when, once you get out of the six to 12 week Bible study format and get into a, you know, 12 to 18 month, well, now all of a sudden you're going through spring, summer, winter, fall. I mean, you're going through it all, you know? You got your anniversary in there. You got birthdays in there. You know, you may even have, you know, some cr a crisis or two in there. Um, you know, so, uh, I mean, okay. I guess just to help people out here, uh, when you decide you want to do something and this is what God wants you to, you will make time for it. Yep. You just will. And, um, and it doesn't matter what's going on. Okay. So, all right. I think most people, know this but for those who are listening that they, they don't know you or i very well um and they've stumbled across it somehow you know and they've stayed they've stayed in on this conversation for 45 minutes now um for example it would be for me personally it would be very for, easy for me to hit cruise control and not do this stuff you know and uh i mean for my life uh okay i'm married i'm in my 50s uh we have adopted a girl who's now five We've got her sister who's two years old living with us. I've got a mother-in-law living with us. And my father-in-law who's on hospice is also living with us. So, uh, and then just throw in normal life, you know? Okay. So uh, what I'm saying is, is that you, you can do, I can do this. You can do this. And, you know, to be a disciple and to make disciples, Jesus was not kidding when he said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to die to yourself. <laughs> Okay. And that's hard to do, and but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's, it, it is absolutely worth 
the sacrifice that you make. And here's what's cool about all this. Once you die to yourself in some areas, it doesn't feel like you're dying to yourself anymore. You you get acclimated to it or something. I mean, you you know, it's just, I, I don't know how to describe it, but once you have crossed that threshold of death on that issue, um, it actually seems easier than I thought, you know, cause Jesus did say, you know, uh, my burden is light, you know, but again, when you die to yourself, you realize, Oh man, Jesus is right. So I want to say Jesus is right, by the way. Okay. Can I just say that? <laughs> well, um, and, and yeah. I, well, and I was going to say, you know, my group, my current group, we meet, you know, on Wednesday nights after, um, you know, after church stuff is over. So I do, I'm doing youth group. Um, one of our guys is doing helping in kids ministry. Um, you know, we got other, they got other stuff going on. Um, you know, one of them has, um, you know, some grandkids, um, that they help kind of watch, I think. And then, you know, the three of us have, um, younger kids. So, you know, high school, middle school and, and elementary school kids. And so, um, so they, they, they understand commitment, right. They understand this is, man, this is a, if we're going to do it, it's going to be a commitment and, and we collectively just decided, yeah, you know, 7.30, starting at 7.30 on a Wednesday night is the best time for us to do it. And so we do it then. Um, and it and it works well. Now, for us, we also, I try real hard. Um, I say I try real hard. It doesn't, my first group didn't, this didn't work out real well at all. Um, but I would like to, I would like us to stick to 90 minutes. Um, and, and in that 90 minutes is, hey, how's your week going? Um, we, we take seriously prayer. I, I, I told, I tell them at the beginning, we're not going to, you know, prayer is not the tack on that we do. And so, um, for us, our prayer time, when I lead it, I ask, um, two questions. Um, how'd you do loving God this week? How'd you do loving others this week? And that's the extent of our prayer time. We're praying for each other. And so everyone in my group prays. And so we spend some time praying together and then we'll talk through the material. And, and sometimes, you know, we, we get halfway through the material or a third of the way through the material. And it's like, man, we could spend the next four hours talking about this. So let's just put it on pause and we'll pick this up next week and, and we'll go with that. Um, and sometimes we get through it and it's like, yep, we'll move on next week. And so, um, and so, yeah, the commitment is high. Um, uh, and, and that just has to be part of it. But like, I, I want, and I want my kids to see that I take this seriously. Like I want them to, I want them to know that, you know, on Wednesday nights, um, you know, Peggy puts them to bed and, but, but on Tuesday nights, I'm putting them to bed because Peggy's meeting with her group. Uh, and so I just want them to know that we take being a disciple seriously. Um, and that means that we're committed to doing this. So, so uh, yeah, you mentioned those three, two or three questions that you ask and, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't mentioned that at all, but uh and you can do this in a variety of ways. One is like sure in the context yes. of prayer. And so like in my group, we do the same thing with the, with the three questions. How, how are you doing with God? How are you doing with uh, others slash family or whatever? Yep. And um, how, uh, how's work going? It, you know, and we ask those three questions because those are, first of all, the first two, how are you doing with God? How are you doing with family or relationships. Uh, those are conversations men normally don't have. Okay. And we, 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 we want them to be comfortable or at least become more comfortable, uh, talking about that and hearing other men talk about that. And I think it's important for men to talk about the relationship with God, with other men. That's not awkward. You know what I'm saying? And learn how to do that. And then, uh, the same thing with the relationship with others guys just don't normally talk about, well, well, man, I'm having issues with my wife, you know what I'm saying? Or it's not a good week with my wife or my kids are driving me nuts or, you know, whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and the whole thing about work, well, that's what guys normally talk about. It's like, you know, when guys meet the first day, like, so what do you do, man? Oh, I'm a carpenter. No, oh, I'm this, I, I, I'm an engineer. I, you know, that's, that's who I am, you know, but however, to talk about work in the context of your relationship with God and spiritual things. Okay. No, that's different. And so part of this disciple making is giving these guys an opportunity to learn how to have that kind of conversation, uh, talking about their work in the context of what they're, what God is teaching them. 
and how to apply this stuff to work, you know, in, in their life. So, um, I mean, you can ask whatever questions you want, but I'm just saying yes, it, it, yeah. it, it has worked obviously for Ben's group and it's working for mine. So, and, and we tell our guys, uh, I just don't want you to lie. Right. Like you, you are welcome. Like if, if the question is, um, how'd you do loving others this week? And, and your response is, yeah, I, I did one out of 10 this week. Um, that, that, that's fine. Right. We, I appreciate that. And, and, and I tell them, like, I just don't want you to lie. So if, so if you had a one out of 10 week and you say, oh, I had a 10 out of 10 week, don't do that. Right. We're not, this is not, we're, we're not looking for everyone to share their most gory details about life and all that. Uh, we just want you to be honest and and as honest as you as you want to be. We feel like you know as the year progresses, as we get to know each other, you know we'll be more open with each other and all that. But I mean, let's just let's just gen be genuine with each other and pray for each other and and just not lie. And so that that not lying might be, well, this week stunk, or that not lying might be, well, here's what happened, and we'll go from there. You know, and the thing is, is that, uh, over time, I mean, if you start it, okay. So if you're going to, if you're listening to this, you're thinking, man, I'm going to start one of these things, do some research and want to start one of these discipleship groups, or I want to be in one, um, the, um, uh, just remember that uh, like the, okay. So like my group, this new group, um, let's see one, two, three of them already knew each other fairly well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one doesn't really know the other guys very well at all. He, he's, he's new to our, our church. And so, oh, and by the way, that's another thing. So for me, until I run out of men, I'm inviting guys that I already know that are connected to the church I'm in, because right now yeah. that's where I want to invest my energy at this point. It may branch out, uh, later on down the road, but, um, but right now that's where I'm, I'm focused at. So, uh, but these guys, I know what's going to happen, you know, uh, as time progresses, as we talk more, share more, it, the, the level of trust. And uh, I know guys don't like to use the word intimacy, <laughs> but you know, it, it just deepens, you know what I'm saying? Because you start feeling safer in the group. You can share things. You start hearing other guys talk about things that, wow, you know, I didn't know he was going through that. You know what I'm saying? And that whole, that bonding thing kicks in. And, uh, and it, it, and it may take a, a few weeks, a couple of months, you know, before you even get there, you know, but. Well, and that's one of the, one of the, you know, towards the beginning, you mentioned this is different than, you know, Sunday school life group. and all. That. One of the things that I, I try and do to make it different is, so I had, I had lunch with my group last week and we spent, we just sat at a restaurant, had lunch and we, uh, uh, we talked about sports and, you know, and all that and just talked about life. And, and it wasn't a deeply spiritual conversation, but it was good. I mean, we was good time together, good fellowship together, good hanging out together and all that. I, I make a point. I try to make a point that I I'm texting my group throughout the week. And sometimes, you know, you know, we, we got, um, Wednesday night, we talked about the chapter on justification uh, in the book. And so I sent, I jokingly, and it wasn't my week to lead. And so I jokingly sent a text to my group and just said, uh, just said, look, if, if he doesn't ask all the right questions, I'm taking over because this was a good chapter. And, all that. and so, so some of that is, man, we're, hey, can you pray for me? This is going on. Some of it is just kind of good nature, giving each other a hard time about something going on and all that. But it's more than, I mean, we're, we're talking throughout the week and maybe we're not, you know, in person talking, but texting each other, encouraging each other, giving each other a hard time and, and all that. And, and so there's that relationship building and that life happening together. I think. Well, you know what? I can't remember the guy's name, but, uh, man, 20 years ago, I read a book called, uh, mentoring like Jesus. That's when the word mentoring was really big. You know, everybody was, instead of discipleship, it's mentoring. And, um, he uh he went he attended a church in atlanta georgia and it was a mega church and uh, but he was a very wealthy successful businessman that that did what we're doing okay uh but he um uh the difference for him though was uh he specifically would select other young businessmen okay now he was older but he would choose these guys in their twenties or thirties, you know, and, um, and 
uh, and go through something similar to this, but he, but he, what, what I'm, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because, you know, God may place on your heart, certain kind of men. Okay. Not just any kind of man, but a certain kind that you seem to connect with. You already got that common bond. And for him, uh, I can't remember his guy's name, but, um, that was his approach. He said, okay, I'm going to, I'm a businessman. I understand that world. And I'm going to help make disciples of businessmen, you know? And, uh, anyway, anyway, and he didn't make it public, but it just, the word just got out and it lasted about a year. Each group lasted about a year, maybe a little longer. And anyway, he had guys on a waiting list <laughs> that were just wanting, you know, that, Hey, can I get in the next one? You know? And so, uh, uh, which is, which is kind of cool. Okay. So we're uh, getting close to an hour here. Um, so I do want to spend a little time, uh, real quick on let's transfer this over to the women's side. Okay. We've been talking about men and I know that you've already got a little experience of getting some women groups going. I know your wife is doing that. So, uh, talk to us a little bit about how similarities, differences, tweaks. I mean, I don't know, just talk to us about women doing this for one another? Well, let me start by saying uh, I am not an expert on women's discipleship and all that, right? I, and I'm not a woman. And so, right. So, right. So let's be clear about, uh, you know, it, it's interesting um, because, you know, one of the cool things about, you know, my wife doing a group is, you know, we can, we can talk about the material. Like I, I tell our groups, you know, what you say in the group stays in the group and all that. And so, uh, and so I don't ask her details about her group, but as she's doing the material during the week, because we were both in a group, we get, that's a great conversation for us to have at home. It's like, how'd you answer this? Or what do you think about this? And, uh, and all that. And certainly, um, especially the material, you know, you know, I think men and women will, each individual will read that differently, but also I think men and women will read that differently too. And so, um, and, and so when, when my wife started a group, I met with them kind of at the very beginning. And I just said, Hey, as you walk through this material, right, the goal of the group is not to get through the material. The goal of the group is to make disciples. And so, so this is just kind of a, um, a conversation starter. And so they have um, you know, they've done a really good job of um, growing in relationship and doing the things that, you know, we wanted that group to do. And so doing life together, talking to each other, meeting together uh, and all that. And um, and so they uh, and so they're doing that well. That's that's working itself out. Well, I think um, the, the big picture principles that we're trying to accomplish with the men's group that translates to the women's group and, and all that. But um, the. Uh, the, the little things are going to work out differently and that's okay. Right. That's, that's how they're doing that. It's going to work out different. So, and they're using the uh, same material. They're, they're using the same material. They may go through it um, differently. And, uh, um, and I share with you, I, I had a conversation with um, uh, the author of discipleship essentials, his wife. Um, and, and he, and she, uh, she was very helpful in, you know, the way she runs her group is she tells, her group, we're going to do half a chapter each week. And so we're not even going to try and get through a whole chapter. Uh, and so um, what's funny is that was freeing for me, right? And and I, and so so for me and my group, like there are times where I tell them, right, we're only going to do half the chapter, right? And because I'm, I'm task oriented, I need to get through this. I, and, and so I have to remind myself, that's not the goal. And so, um, and so uh, my, I think for my wife, she's kind of that way too. Like there's, we have to get through this or we haven't, or some, for some reason we failed or we haven't accomplished what we needed to accomplish. And so it was very freeing to say, you know, we don't even, we don't even worry about that, right? Our goal is man, to build this relationship, to be a disciple of Jesus and to help each other be disciples. And so um, there, there just needs to be some freedom in, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not worried about that. We're not worried about checking all the boxes making sure we have all the right answers and, and, and all that. Cause that, that for some men and for, for some women, right. The important thing is, man, do I, do I have the right answers? Right. Am I answering all these questions correctly? And, and man, that's not the goal that my wife and I, we've had that, we had that conversation. We've had that conversation multiple times as they've walked through the material. Okay. But 
you, you know, what did you write down? And I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't matter what I wrote down, right? It doesn't right? This question is a, you know, a, an opinion question. So what did you write down or how'd you answer that? Or what'd you think? So, well, okay. So two things on that. Uh, I, I, this is a very good point because those who lead groups struggle with this at some point, the whole getting through the material versus making disciples. And, right. and, and again, it is the process. Don't, don't think individual sessions, think 50 sessions, you know, what is God doing over this 12 to 18 month time period? Because they're not going to remember, man, you know, eight weeks ago, we only covered half of that lesson. You know, they're not, that's not how, that's not how it works, you know? Yep. And so, uh, uh, so, you know, I struggle with when it comes to that is okay. So I'll sit down, I'll look at, you know, like the manual actually has a, a leader's guide in the back and it has some suggestions and questions stuff. And so, but there is no way we can do all of that. I mean, it's just every leader's guide I've ever gone through. It's like, there is no way we're going to get through all that. Uh, so for me, I just simply pick out what I think, I mean, I just evaluate the guys and I'm just going, so, okay, you know what? It, the workbook is set up in five days, like one chapter is like five days where you do stuff on day one, day two, day three. So I literally will just pick one or two questions off of each day. You know what I'm saying? That, that I think captures that principle there. And, um, and just, it, but it's hard for me to do that because I'm thinking, oh man, those are, there's three good things here. You know, we could spend the whole hour just on that. And, but again, I had to remind myself, it's the process. And I'm also relying that they did the work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That God did something with them on their own. Now, with that said, at the very beginning, I always ask, I always ask the question, hey, did you guys get to do the workbook or, you know, or whatever, or read the chapter, you know, and so far they've always said, no, nah, yeah, you know, or I skimmed it or I got halfway through, whatever, you know, they're, they're fairly honest in the last group and this group. So, um, well, so and, and yeah. I'll say, well, I was going to say my group. Um, so I wasn't leading this, uh, this week for my group and we, we got started and we, um, we prayed together as good prayer time and started into the material. And we were having a great, uh, really in-depth conversation about the, you know, the practical application of what it means to be um, justified by God and, and what that looks like. And uh, we were having a great conversation. And the one that was leading, I mean, he, he knew, man, we were, we were into this. We were, we were doing well, but he said, man, well, I'm going to, we're going to have to call a timeout. And we just needed to, um, for the sake of our group, we just needed to um, really be, conscious of time um, and just said, man, we're going to pick this up next week. Um, and I appreciated that. I appreciate, right. We're, we're going to say, you know, we're going to call a timeout. I realize this is going well and we're having a great conversation, but um, we can, we can pick this up and we can continue this uh, next week. And so I appreciated that, that we're uh, right. It's not about checking all the boxes. It's about being intentional and relational with the time we have and, um, and understanding where everyone's at, and, and we'll just keep plugging along. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Jesus obviously was perfect, and he knew what the disciples were going to ask, and, but, but I'm sure they, they took him down rabbit trails, right? I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> right? I, I, I would have to, I wonder if, you know, Matthew 5, chapters 5 through 7 is the Sermon on the Mount, and, and what Matthew gives us is, did, did Jesus get to really rattle all of that straight through or were they raising hands like hold on a second i got a question about this or <laughs> i got a question about this and so um and and so I, I think that's part of the process that's part of each of us growing as a disciple so. yep uh, uh hang on here hey natalie i'm recording can you can you go <laughs> hey go <on>, natalie <laughs> i can't help you right now <laughs> All right. For those who are just not watching, but, uh, listening, uh, my five-year-old just walked in my office here and, uh, which I had, you know, this is flexibility. This is what you do in life group. And I mean, discipleship groups as well. And uh, I had, I, I had told my wife, I said, look, I can't, I'm, I'll be recording. So, uh, obviously one of the children escaped. And, uh, and the thing is I've got these earbuds in my ears. I can't even hear what she's saying. <laughs> She goes up going, I can't hear you go. But um, anyway, we're about done anyway. So, all right. Um, 
Okay, guys, there's more to it than this, but I, I think we have talked about a lot of things that will get you started. We talked about material, you know, inviting guys in, how many, how long, you know, strengths and weaknesses, flexibility, you know, how it transfers over to uh, even, you know, helping women make uh, disciples of women. And uh, there's a lot of verses that we didn't even look at that deal with discipleship uh, that are awesome. And uh, I'm I'm sure we're going to come back to this subject, you know, in the future on podcasts. So, uh, as a matter of fact, we have another one on discipleship that was about oh, a couple of months ago. And, uh, we talked about, uh, none of this stuff. This was, this is completely different, but we talked about other aspects of discipleship. But, uh, if you're interested in hearing more about that, just scroll down and you'll find it. It's a uh, discipleship with Spencer Ray. Uh, all right. Uh, you got anything else you want to say there, Ben, before we wrap it up? No, I think I think what you said is is important. Is that um, man? We're how this how how we flesh that out, flesh this out in our local context may be a little bit different. I mean, the priority is that we just do it, right? right. That we make like there are um, there are universal principles for making disciples that all of us have to do because they're biblical and all that. Uh, but how we you know, you know how we flesh that out in our local context is going to be different, and and that's good and right. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine what would happen if 50% of the churches in the United States were doing mm -hmm. this. And I wish I would have started 25 years ago. I can't yeah. even imagine what that would look like, you know, but you know, 25 years ago, man, I was barely a disciple myself, you know, so I didn't know what I was doing. Um, all right, man, appreciate it. And, uh, we'll probably have you back with some other subjects. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's always good to talk about God's word and making disciples and doing ministry. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep.